Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Another crazy story. Just like the others. How am I always involved? I can't explain it. Must be something in the air. Or maybe it's just me. Welcome back, everyone, to Is It Me? I'm your host, uh, Michelle, and we're on episode two of like a really fun series where the, all the recurring guests are doing all of the episodes. It's Kira, Ariane, Eva, the girls are here, Girl Squad, Maddie B is here too, but we've silenced him. He doesn't get a mic. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He has a mic. He can talk. Um, only if we ask him, though, uh, for, his, <laughs> for his opinion. <laughs> poor guy. Um, poor guy. No, he's, are you having a good time? You actually can't talk. Great. So we actually did silence him for real. Um, Eva, you were talking. He said he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eva was, we were just talking about something. We were just jumping into it's a, a pop culture moment. Yeah. I I have been bombarded on TikTok today of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift because she changed the lyrics to her song at her concert in Argentina. Okay. And people just lost their minds. And I'm a natural romantic, so... Low key, I'm like watching her like run off stage and like kiss him and hug him and like do all the things. And I'm like, I just can't help but feel like this is genius. Like, of course, she got the football player with the red lipstick. And like, how are all these well, girls yeah. getting videos of Travis Kelsey like so close up to his face, being like, look how proud he is of her. Look how proud he is of yeah. her. Do you guys think that's weird or do you think it's romantic? Which part? The fans? The fans or the song? Like, the, like, watching someone else's relationship so publicly from a fan's perspective like this isn't even them posting each other this is like from a fan's perspective creating this entire but i think from a marketing perspective i see it all as a gimmick you know yeah, like a, from the relationship to you know like there's fan groups no, in love. and <laughs> it's like they're paid by the artists to to help project like news or whatever that they want them to talk about so now like i just kind of see everything it's like how paps used to like follow britney and then get a shot and then sell it to yeah. whatever mm-hmm. hollywood something we're um, all paparazzi now, now we're all paparazzi yeah. but we don't even get paid we just no, we just we give for the, the love of the, the game <laughs> so i i feel like for me celebrity relationships honestly i feel nothing it's just like like Zoe and Channing Tatum, that's hot. Like that's all, that's it. And then I move mm-hmm. on, then I break up and I feel nothing. And I just, mm-hmm. yeah. See, I kind of hope it's real for Taylor. I, I feel know. like she deserves well, it. Well, it come full circle because remember Do You Belong With Me was all about a football player. So it kind of, <laughs> like she did, like it took her 12 years, but she yeah. got here. It's, yeah. But that's it's kind also of inspiring. Like, it's like some t- part of me is like, you know, when you're like really smitten with someone and you just want to like show them off and you want to be out with them in public. And it, I guess it must be hard when you're that famous that you can't do that or else it seems like a PR stunt. Mm. But at the right. same time, like it's not her first rodeo. So I don't, and it, and it is a bit 
it's the most public. I feel like I've, except for Tom Hiddleston, I feel like this is the most public. That's going to be her next song. The sports <laughs> element to me but, is really fascinating. Like this, because you also, the, yeah, right before the, you mentioned Alex Earl and uh, yeah. what's his name? Barrios, his last well, name? So that's, that's what I, I agree with you, Ariane. Like I, on the most part, I don't really like, follow celebrity romances because I just think they're so strange anyway like just like mm -hmm. people then in that industry coupling up it's always like weird and there it's it's very like shifting and you can never it's just like I don't really care about who you're dating but I do think this is like really interesting because it feels like money is coming into play and stakes and like even like stocks for teams coming yeah. into well, play that, that's and the, like the financial it's monetizing it's the, weird yeah, like the, the Braxton thing like like Alex Earl is like an influencer on TikTok who's dating this football player Braxton Berrios and he's on like the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins and, and apparently yeah. he's not I don't I'm not a I don't follow football but apparently he's not a very good player and apparently his stakes or stocks were low Oops. and now that he's been dating her he's in the public eye and maybe he'll be higher for a trade or for a deal and it's like oh that's so weird like women that in the, the NFL well, right? women in the TikToks, NFL but, like with her yeah, like like yeah. as an influencer just like you see yeah. Bad Bunny and Kendall now they just did this I think Gucci campaign where it's like like it, it, your private life is now the thing that monetizes your craft. Mm. Like, yeah, it's insane. But it's really particularly interesting with the NFL watching it because it is like in kind of the same, almost the same, not month, but month or two. It was like Alex Earl, who's like the biggest fucking internet sensation right now of all time. I would say queen of Gen Z's, let's say. And then Taylor Swift, queen of well, queen of everyone, but queen of millennials, millennials first. And they're both being injected into these like relationships in the NFL, which maybe it's an, maybe it was coincidence. just coincidence, but like, I think it was Barstool that was like running the numbers of like how the games are like sold out mm -hmm. for until the end of the year, because people are just hoping they run into like the girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like girls are going to football games. Who knew? Who knew? Women, women supporting the NFL. <laughs> women supporting the NFL. It, but it's it seems like almost like too intentional. Like it, it I'm like, I, part of me is like, this has to be, this has to. Someone curated this. Yeah. Or maybe they just like capitalize on a really good yeah, opportunity. Yeah. Maybe things just happen, and yeah. then people are like, well, if you're down, like yeah. we can yeah. make this into a thing. Like I don't want to assume that everything is is fake yeah. even yeah. if i think some of it is but like in the last episode we we're talking about the wilson and jada and it's like well depending on where their career is at the conversation shifts and then it's like whatever works best and, and they have like tons of pr people behind them like well, yeah. mm -hmm. connecting dots and this and that but yeah also i think now as an audience we just like love to be a part of it well, because we're in a part it. of it in a, in a way we never were it. before in the same yeah. way that like you can tweet at the president. Yeah. Which is like insane, right? You get blocked by right? the president. You can like, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, like at the same time, like you just have so much like, like digital, you like social media gives you so much access to people that like traditionally you would never have access to. Yeah. Like in, like in the early 2000s, your only access to Britney Spears was like People Magazine because People Magazine was like the paparazzis were, were doing it, giving us a little like sneak peek of their mm -hmm. lives. But now it's like, no, it's like they're 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 bringing you into their homes. Like mm -hmm. a lot of celebrities are doing TikToks. Like they're bringing everyone has a reality TV show. It's so interesting. I remember like when I was in high school, 
and having, I think I had Snapchat for a, about a year in high school and you'd watch your friends' stories. And you so you knew what your friends were doing. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I can see what my friends are doing. And then Instagram all of a sudden started having the stories. The stories. And I was like, oh my God, I can see what like this person that I follow who's famous is doing. Like that is so yeah. weird. Like I remember yeah. being like, this is insane. Like what the heck? And I would like just like, you know, I'd follow people I was interested in because I was like, maybe they'll show me what they're eating. Like, you know, like, I, Literally. just like, but then I, the it, it lost. It's like, it's, it's magic. I was like, this is actually just weird. I'm just going to listen to their music. Never mind. But like, but it is interesting how There's, like involved we are now. We're all just watching each other do stuff. Creepy. Like, and, and I find the videos that do the best are the ones that are like watching people do like menial tasks mm-hmm. we're just watching people do yeah. like i just watch people do laundry yeah. all day well, and i'm like it's cool to see like now i don't have to do like laundry rihanna yet. doing That's anything eight. is like legendary like yeah. she just so because she doesn't care about this stuff so she'll <laughs> randomly pop and you're like oh my gosh she's amazing <laughs> yeah people love to see like super wealthy people being like mundane yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably what the kardashians yeah. like well they because every yeah. everyone will like shit on the kardashians but like their show somewhat how successful and everything that they are has always been relatable because they have normal relationship problems they have normal sibling fights (laughs) i mean no but there'll be some like when there's elements like this is kim for acting like she doesn't have money for something like there's an element of like yeah of course it's all controlled and whatnot but they they're the ones who understood how to let people in in a way that's not completely disconnected. Like if you're yeah. watching MTV Cribs or something where like you're like, yeah. in, in, they're the most disconnected because there's definitely the most famous people in the world. Yeah. But somehow you listen to one of them in the podcast or something and the things they're going to say are going to be relatable when you're like, I could not. Yeah. My life could not be anything mm-hmm. I think further they, from this person. I think they were the first ones to, I thought about, I could write a thesis about the Kardashians. <laughs> I, I think they were the first ones to throw away shame. Like, I think there was a lot of, like, I know for myself, like there was, you know, like the way that my parents or my sister and I fought, like it was so intense that like, it was like shameful that I never wanted like friends who would come over to see that. Like you, if my friends came over and like, I was having a fight with my mom, like that was embarrassing. You know, I didn't want them to see us like that. And I think they were the first ones to be like, come into our homes Here's like the good, bad, ugly, like all of the worst stuff. And you just get to watch it and- we just, that's because it's like, it's, it feels like real. So then there's, I think people like watching people do shameful things without shame. Does that make sense? I feel better. But also it I, makes them feel better. I do think now it is at a point and I really do believe it that the cameras are almost invent, like invisible for them well, at yeah. this point after this amount of years, like. Yeah, well, now they're pros at it. But I don't know. Also, early I think it's all scripted. I don't know, man. I think all, like Ozzy Osbourne was like, highly... "Welcome to my house." We're yeah. crazy. They're also all and producers <laughs> on the show, so yeah, like yeah. everything that is shown has been vetted through them, has been edited to their li- like liking. Absolutely. Even oh, Kendall yeah. cutting the fucking cucumber, like they knew that was going <laughs> oh, up. Yeah. You know, everything so it's is like, curated, it's all curated to a T. But I think they know what subjects to tap into that mm-hmm. people are gonna yeah. but, I, but yeah no not a single conversation is real like they fully no. know the cameras are there yeah. they address a lot of like hate too and they address a lot of it, it's kind of nice to what i like about the new seasons anyways is that you watch something 
and my friend was telling me this yesterday, you watch it and then they'll address something that happened like three months ago that mm-hmm. where they were like in the like, they were like getting canceled yeah. or like people were trying to cancel them. They'll like address it in the episode. So you kind of watch to see like the behind the scenes. And it's like an interesting tactic to let the narrative play out and let all these people like think that you were one way. And then like three months later when your show comes out, you know, you get to kind of like retell the narrative. Mm-hmm. Well, you get to control. Like and that was one it. thing with, you know, when I started a digital marketing agency, that was the one thing that you, I would tell people yeah. is people are going to say what they want about your brand. So it could be a lot of negative reviews or whatever. By you being on social, you get to control what people are saying or actually, or not what people are saying, but at least have a voice in the conversation, yeah. you know? Yeah. Of course they, they get to control in such a different way, but now this seems like obviously common sense, but like 10 years ago, no, like you wouldn't even consider, like, why would your company, why would a company have social? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it teaches you not to trust any fucking media outlet ever. Yeah. No one knows. Literally, like my biggest thing is that like when people sort of take opinions on celebrities lives and their intimate lives yeah. and their personal lives and their and their professional lives, I'm like, at the end of the day. I will never know this person yeah. intimately. I will never know who they really are, how they really are, what they really are. I'm never going to know them on that level. And so like I don't there's no I don't need to have an opinion on their life. Like I can listen to their music, I can yeah. watch their shows, I can like take in their art, but like I don't fucking know them and I'm never going to know them. Yeah, and and also people like at that level of fame, I think people pro- people project an image, either they choose an image, they stick to it, or they allow themselves to be pigeonholed as what everyone likes to see in order to protect their real, Mm -hmm. their real self, like in their homes. And I, I love people who are seen a certain way and then they're just okay with everyone thinking they're like that, even though they know themselves for real at home that they're not like that, but they're fine with everyone knowing that they're like that. But it's funny, you you know, we're talking about celebrities, but now wouldn't you say it's the same kind of about your friends and and stuff like, like, cause I I, I like to joke that like my Instagram, like instead of like not showing anyone that I'm dating, I show, I like plug all kinds of random guys into my stories and stuff. And then people are like more confused about it, but because if they're so obsessed with trying to figure it out, people are going to like figure it out or they'll like versus now it's just just keep them confused, you know? But I think now even with your friends is like, like you said, let's say you see a situation with a relationship with a, a couple that's famous. You go, okay, I can have an opinion on that, but really you don't know what's going on. But you could be like, okay, let me use this and then reflect on how this makes me feel about things I've experienced. But then with friends, it's kind of the same thing where like you think your friend is the coolest fun person in the world, but you have no idea what it's like dating them or what it's like in their relationship or just like we talk Mm -hmm. about how many guy friends I have. And then it's like, well, then why are you single? And I'm like, no, no, no. There's a completely different person yeah. in a friendship oh, yeah. than in so a relationship. Real. Well, that's just guys supporting their friends that are shitty in relationships. And then <laughs> it's like, you know, like you, there's all like, everyone has like a guy friend that they are like homies with, but they're like, I would never be yeah. never with them date. because they seem never like date. they'd be toxic. I, don't, <laughs> like, I, don't, I would never date any of my guy friends. Yeah, so. me neither. I, I, I have some guy friends. I have two really good friends from high school that are like, traditionally very attractive like hot guy friends right and like when my girlfriends meet they're like have you ever like and I'm like no like I look at one of these guys I'm like they would eat me alive like they would absolutely destroy my like I would be a victim of their like because I see the way when you're a female and you're watching your guy friend just like kind of like play another girl you're like fuck like it's just so different it's so different Yeah. yeah but it's like I feel like I have a lot of like 
guy friends who are like actually quite I feel like would be really good in relationships like quite sensitive guys quite artsy yeah, guys totally. and like super great but I'm still like I would never date them they're my home like they're my friend like I would yeah. never like they're not my type you know yeah. like and then that's what anyways but this starts the whole conversation of people being like girls and guys can't be platonic friends which I disagree with wholeheartedly but anyway I don't know what I feel <laughs> I don't know how I feel either. I don't know how I feel I uh, yeah. I feel like I live in, in a delusional world where I agree with it. But I think that also comes like I, I've spoken to you guys about it a couple times. But like when I was fat, like when I was 300 pounds, my automatic brain was like, of course, everyone's my friend. Like they don't want to do that to me. Like they're, they don't want to sleep with me. And I kind of carried that over into the weight loss. And it was like kind of getting to a point where like, when I was fat, I used to, like, flash my friends for fun because, like, I saw my boobs as, like, science or something like that. Like, they were, like, <laughs> I just, like, I didn't think it was a sexy thing. I right. was just, like, <laughs> like, I'm so funny and yeah. goofy and stupid. Yeah. And uh, and then that transferred, like, my your brain doesn't change with that much weight loss. Like, your brain stays the same. So you kind of always think, like, you're, like... Mrs. Unfuckable, like you. Yeah, you're like you don't the, really you're see the, yourself. You're the a, stock character. You're the friend. You're, the you're friend, always you're the, the friend. Goofy, you're the goofy. Friend. You're the old school Jonah Hill, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. was, and I when I worked on the French Resort, like I was totally made fun of for being fat. Like whenever, like you know, Obélix and Astérix is like this like French cartoon. They always made me the Fiondor or something like that, who's like the fat singer in the mm. cartoon, and right, like right, right, I right. had to dress like that was my character in the parade at the resort. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Devin. <laughs> I know. That's for Lord right. canceled. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's no, but it's it's like it's true. But the thing, what's the magical so the kingdom of trauma, bro? Well, it's just working insane. at a French resort. <laughs> you're like, like oh, you are so fat. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're really, you're really well, just saying that. To when me. Just gonna when say I that. first started, like they were, you know, like all I don't care. Like I'll say, like there was definitely fat prejudice when I worked at that resort and. I, I was such a naive, innocent person, and I still have moments like that. And I would get to, I, I would get there, and when I was doing the first tour, I was working with this other girl who kind of looked at me similar build, but like we were not the same person. And she was the manager of that area, and she was like, "Oh, like they'll make you a smoothie if you want one." It was my first week. I was like super excited. I was getting smoothies every morning, and then I get called into the office like a weekend. I don't know what's going on, and. I sit with my manager, Jérôme, and he's like, Eva, uh, everyone is telling me that you are eating a lot of smoothies and uh, oh you're not allowed to eat smoothies. But I wasn't the one ordering smoothies every day at all. I had like maybe one, a coffee in the morning, a smoothie. But he's like, they are telling me that you're walking around the resort with a smoothie around you all the time. And I'm like, it's not, it's not me. And that's when I realized that he mistook me for the other brown fat girl. And I, sit, I, I look at him and I'm like, Jérôme, can you do me a favor really quick? Can you just describe, can you tell me how the, the wait staff described me to you? And he was like, uh, uh, short. Uh, and then he just does this with his hands. <laughs> and Jerome. I'm like, and I'm looking at him yeah, and Jerome's I'm like, this, gotta chill. Bro, Jerome? This guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy I was fully just chill. like, short. And I'm like, no way, no way. And I'm like, it wasn't me, stupid. I didn't say mm. stupid. I was way too scared to get fired. I was like, no. sir, I get it. But <laughs> it was like, it was the actual manager of that part of the village. And he just could not tell us apart That's at insane. all. But it, well, there's also something kind of awful about the fact that like, oh, suddenly there's like 
like him criticizing you on cons- consumption, like, like any form of consumption, right? <laughs> He's like, no. I can't believe you're eating all these deliciously healthy fruit smoothies. <laughs> yeah. it's like, and yeah. walking around the resort with <laughs> them. Walk, walking around the resort in. with them. But I don't know, have you ever, um, have you read um, Hunger by, um, what's no. her face? Um, Roxanne Gay? No. Okay, it is a beautiful book. I will lend it to you. And it's her, she's um, like a, I don't really know what she considers. She's an author. She's a writer, but she's like also like a like a I guess not political figure, but she's on Twitter. So I, oh, I just right. think anyone who has a Twitter I'm, a political figure. I'm like they're a political figure. Right? She's a political. She's a political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's, she's the president in parliament. Yeah, 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 she's the president. Um, uh, she has this book, and it's just a beautiful account of like her body because she's I think over 500 pounds, but it all stems from like really awful trauma that happened in her childhood. And she just ate to protect herself because she was like really brutally um, assaulted by like multiple guys when she was like 12. And so she was like eating meant that I wasn't attracted to like attractive to men anymore. So it was the safest thing for me to do. And she talks about how people's bodies in the real world, like after a certain level, you just it the world isn't built for you and and the prejudices are just they just come so like so heavy and she said like like if she said she was leaving there's a story where she's like I'm leaving my friend's house I'm going to the airport I haven't had breakfast and my friend says hey would you like like a small I have a small bag of like Doritos do you want to take the Doritos for the road and she looked at her friend and or I don't know it was something and she looked at her friend and she was like I can't be seen eating that in public Mm -hmm. because if I'm seen eating that in public it immediately makes my health my like it's like there's a blame factor yeah, yeah. It's, right it's a really big moment when you when you start to see the shift in how people treat you yeah because like i said there was almost like this um, very innocent naiveness to me when i was big like i never actually registered that someone might be treating me poorly because of my weight or the fact mm-hmm. that i was a woman like i was very right. kind of just like i'm a i'm a funny strong i'm just a person yeah. Um, and when I lost all the weight and I saw how much nicer people were to me and I noticed how much easier work got at the resort because mm, yeah. I got the I got uh, I was still at the resort when I got the surgery and I started losing weight very fast. Mm. And I'll never forget when I was big, the F&B, so the food and beverage manager was a French guy who came to visit and I had met him and he didn't give me the time of day. Right. Like he wouldn't even he wouldn't even look at me. And then we fast forward a year later and I've lost all this weight. And I meet this guy again and I introduce myself. He's like, Oh, it's so nice to meet you. I'm blank. And I'm like, Well, no, we've met before. And he was obsessed with me the entire night mm. and tried to offer me a job as one of the managers of one of the resorts. And then I really had the potential to be a what they called a, a chef de village. At the time, Chef. but it was just it was it was just one of those that things. Where it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those I'm things. It's like the biggest girl. honor you can get, right? Well, like it's, it's like the top tier level yeah. of that resort. Yeah. It's built, to and become, you got that in a night when he realized you yeah. lost and hum, all whatever. of a sudden. Hi, how are you? Yeah. Oh, Eva, so nice. Oh, Eva, you're so smart. You have so many great ideas. I, mean, I had all these ideas when I was 300 pounds. Yeah. You guys just didn't suddenly, even look at me. Yeah, but suddenly your qualifications are that you're skinny. Now I'm now I'm now I'm good looking, you know. And then I, I get back. We to were Canada. always good looking. Yeah, but it, it's it's different. Like, especially when I came back onto the comedy scene at my lowest weight, 
Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the comments got blooded with those not no DMs. It wasn't even DMs. It was just hungry weird. Open it was weird comments like, "Oh wow, you're looking really good. You're really looking really good." Eva. I mean, you were always good. You're always beautiful. You're always beautiful. Now yeah. you're just wow. And I love I'm like, when, "What?" I love when you lose weight and the guys like, "You've been like working out." And you're like, you're just calling me no, skinny. I just got a $13,000 <laughs> surgery so I could live longer. But yeah, I've been working out. <laughs> but it is. It's like a vulnerable thing. And all of your old material you have to scrap. Because I totally started comedy as someone who was like, I'm so fat and I suck dick so well. Like, still true. Still suck dick. Great. Yeah. They always come back. But not Jerome's. That fucking Not Jerome's. Ass. Jerome never got this bitch. mouth. <laughs> Bro, who is Jerome? Like... <laughs> You the French fired. were pretty terrible. Where is he though. now? Yeah, where are well, you? Jerome, in the mountains come find us. of Valdo somewhere. But the beautiful thing is that I had to, I had to learn how to like dig deeper into myself mm-hmm. for my jokes and my stories, and navigate my anxiety and navigate this new body. But it's like one of the things that would happen is that when I lost all the way at the resort, I was still flashing my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't clue in, and then my friend Alex. My friend Alex would be like, hey, Eva, um, you can't do that anymore because people want to fuck you now. So if you show them your boobs, it's oh it's not God. funny anymore. So it was Damn. only funny because I was fat because everyone was like, ha, I was showing her nipple again, you big silly little cutie. And then when I lost the weight, I was like, I can do it again. And they were like, you need to stop. You're going to go to HR. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to oh send God. you back to Canada. Yeah, the only time pretty girl pro- Or we're going to give you a promotion. promotion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's in, that's an insane story. So maybe that's why I'm not sure if like men can be completely platonic. Well, that's oh, what, right. that's, that's what my we thing. That's my thing is that like something like that it's like shows like so often guys will only give you the time of day or respect your voice because they think they can fuck you. Like they think that they're going to get sex out of giving you their time or letting you have some time to speak, you know, yeah. or whatever. And I think like it's a testament to a good guy when he has a lot of platonic female friendships because that means that he values women for more than sex. That means that he sees them as like equal humans and he can have a relationship with them and and share ideas with them and like build whatever like like experiences with them and not have it be like a romantic thing and to just be like, yeah, it's just, she just like is, she's a cool, like my partner was telling me that like, well, I don't know if I would put this in, well, we'll see. It's not that intimate, but it's just, he was telling me that like a lot of the like more emotional conversations that he has in his life are with the women in his life Mm. because that's just, they're just easier to talk to. He gets more out of them. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, I think that's, it's hard because it is like so easy to be like, oh my god! But what if he wants to like date them? Yeah. And you know, yeah. like you still put the you still, still put the the poop spray yeah, on. Yeah, you're like yeah. I'm still like I'm still like a person. I still you know yeah, I'm you're still, still like jealous. fuck man. That's an option too. Yeah, but but it's nice to know. Like I think it's a testament to a guy's character if he's able to like do both. Yeah, I you know what? Every time we talk about this, you always bring up this this thing about and that is an argument that I agree with. It is definitely a green flag if a guy has a lot of female friends that he relies on and talks to and views as people, uh, people, period. No, absolutely. <laughs> because period. I feel, or even like I'll have guy friends who don't really have female friends and or they'll marry the girl that they're not friends with. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they share things and we have conversations where I try to see her side always. Yeah, always. And then I'm like, do you have these conversations with your partner? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. And, and I'm like, well, that's the thing. Like when you put someone in a box and like, this is what you're here for. And, 
that's that's not going to be good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm someone that I do have a lot of guy friends and not every guy is going to be comfortable with that, but then there's also clear boundaries, you know? It's like yeah. oh, of course. Like there I'm not a jealous person. So if a guy is making me jealous, he's making me jealous, mm -hmm. you know? It's like it's like there's an intention there yeah. that yeah. I can see the kind of friendship. I could there's no guy friends I'm messaging every single day nonstop, you know? Like it's like Yeah, there's no, boundaries like there's that. Or like super... talking to someone else about something intimate that that you guys should have talked about first. I, yeah. Like shit like that. Like that's it. That's I, I don't talk about specific sex things with them. Like there, there's definitely those boundaries yeah. that it's like, no, we never cross that. And therefore their wife isn't uncomfortable when I'm around or anything. Cause I've had a girlfriend who was like, so I have three of my best friends are all like married with kids kind of thing. And I was talking to my friend that I'm like, Oh, like, I think it sucks now. Cause we used to be this big group of friends where all the guys and all the girls would hang out. Yeah. Now it's like girls night is when I'm invited, but they never invite me when like it's guys night not not that but i'm like the, the sometimes the girls night are really hard for me because all they talk about is like their kids and stuff and i'm like i don't mm -hmm. relate like i wish just their yeah. boyfriends and the kids and everybody was here but i was seeing it really just in a way of like just the flow of the conversation makes me more comfortable and then my friend was like yeah isn't it like fucking weird when all your friends don't want you around their husbands and i was like no, I, like that's really not the case. And I told my friends that they all started laughing. They're like, "Oh my god!" Like you, like if I, you were in the room with my, I would never worry about what's going on, you know. Yeah. And I think it's like vice versa. It's like when you start. I think it's almost a conversation to have with someone as soon as you start dating, because you don't want to end up isolating yourself with your partner. Like I think it's important to have different voices in your life and different people oh, yeah. you can open up and get a second opinion on. Like, yep. oh, my guy friends, like one of my best guy friend, Mike, he's married, has kids. Like we barely hug, you know, like that's our relationship. Yeah, no. But yeah. he's like, if you're about to break up with your boyfriend, call me first. Because he's like, I know it's some fucking nonsense thing mm -hmm. that you have in your head. But he's like, let's talk it out first. You know? I just also feel like this like this like is a conversation I keep having like I've had with you multiple times and I've had with so many of my friends recently. Cause it's like this thing I keep seeing on TikTok where there's like a real like regression in feminism on TikTok where oh people God, it's like insane. Gen Z girls, like it'll be like a video of like a girl being like, I saw a video recently. It was a girl like, and she was sort of like sad because she's like, I grew up, I've had a best guy friend my whole life. We've been best friends for our whole lives. And he finally got his first girlfriend and his girlfriend like iced me out. Like she told me yep. I couldn't talk Bye, to bitch. him for a year. Like yep. I can't come to his birthday, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was like, that's fucked up. And I'm sad. And all of the comments were like team girlfriend, team girlfriend. We're on the girlfriend side. It's a red flag. If a guy has a girl best friend, it's a red flag. Like immediately it's a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, obviously there are nuances. Like I understand. And like, there is like, it can be like intimidating and there can be jealousy, but like, that's such a fucking regression in feminism for girls to be, to be like, if a guy has a girl best friend, like that's a red flag because of course he wants to fuck her because that's the only thing girls are good for. Mm. Like that's dumb. Yeah. Like, you should be able to see like you should be able to see that you're that you're a the guy that you want to be with can see women for more than just their fucking bodies yeah. and and then b the woman in his life as another woman you should be able to see that she can offer him more than that. Also, and she, maybe she, she has a boyfriend. She and should maybe be she on your side. Maybe she's queer. Maybe she's like yeah. not interested in him at all. Like yeah. she should be a girl's yeah. girl. And she's like, usually on her side. Like any guy yeah. friend I have, they're come to me. Like kind of the same thing as your friends. Like call me before, you know, he's going to give you the other perspective. I have so many guy friends. I'll talk shit out with them. And I'm always on the girlfriend's side. Like I'm yeah. always Same. like yeah. giving him, like if anything, I'm giving him shit being yeah. like, mm -hmm. yeah, you, 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 no, you're an idiot. Like you should, yeah. or, or like, 
okay, well, less like less aggressive, like, oh, well, this is how she feels. And like being able to give the perspective to uh, him so that he can kind of go like go and maybe see things differently and make different decisions. Yeah. And like that's just free. So like I want some girls in my corner. But I I think the regression comes from I think when I hear about that, I think that that comes from a really, uh, really deep seated belief that um, men will fall in love with girls that they're close with. Yeah. And I have said, I can say that that has happened to me quite a bit. That's happened to me times. too. That's happened. That's and, happened but to me you too. can get over it. I think yeah. it's natural to get there. I think when you have any kind of like relationship with someone and you're, let's say you're both straight and maybe you're like, I don't know, both attractive or, or attracted to each other. It's like a natural thing to be like, should we maybe date? Mm-hmm. But I think you can overcome that. You know, like yes. I think yeah. you can become friends with someone after you've explored that and it, not and then you're like I don't want that at all and like it's so easy and then you move on and then you have like really solid relationships you have a really solid unique relationship with that person I always think of like co-parenting I always think of like you know those couples that like they may get married they have kids they they divorce and then they work on their relationship and so many people have been like that person became my best friend Mm -hmm. like yeah maybe we were married yeah maybe we were intimate yeah maybe at one point we were in love but we're not anymore but now our friendship is something different. And like, we're able to do that. Like men and women are able to do that. Mm-hmm. We just have to get past like the initial stage where there's like this belief that if a man is emotionally close with a woman, he's going to want to fuck her because he wants to fuck everyone. And yeah. so it's just a recipe for yeah. like a bad situation. But the, there's two, like there's two things this makes me think about. Like, first of all, I've had like a boyfriend where he had one girlfriend that was like, Oh my God, nice to meet you. Cool. And then one that was always making me uncomfortable. And like, so that right. like, it's a case by case, of you course. know, there, there's of the course. girls who like, I'm his friend. I get him. You're, you're the, the boring girlfriend. Like you're like, mm. Oh, okay. Like they give you that role. So like, first of all, like, I think there's different a difference between how she responds to you, but also to your point of like, if you're the kind of girl who's like constantly obsessed with like, he's going to cheat on me. This is yeah. like, yeah. you're, is this how you want to live your life? You know, I have one of my really close girlfriends. I have to say, I'd really admire her because like, she's told me before that one of her exes said I was his type. And, and she told me that like super chill, you know, and now her current boyfriend's friends with his ex. And she was like, in the beginning it was hard, but at one point I just pulled her aside and I said, listen girl. And cause the ex was still in love with him. And she was like, listen girl, he's picked me. And if one day he picks you, then I'll, I'll live with that. But right now, like I have him and like not holding on, like, like releasing control of the outcome, I think is like the key thing because it's like, if you're constantly living your life, like creeping and trying to catch this person, first Mm -hmm. of all, like go get away from a relationship and go work on yourself. Like, I think, you know, we talked about at one point, but like the shame aspect of someone cheating is so much stronger than the actual effect of the person cheating on you, which is something that it's like, no, this does not affect my worth whatsoever. If this guy leaves me, is this you. guy cheating on me? Has nothing. So let me just enjoy this relationship because I'm going to ruin it by overanalyzing everything about yeah. it and how I can protect myself from his girlfriend from this. Because also, if you don't want him to have any other friends, then he's going to become sneaky. Like, I'd much rather yeah. transparency, yeah. communication. Like, Yeah, and also, this is something I think, it could, like, completely, like, controlling the outcome, letting go of that. Also... Another thing that's not my business, if a, if my boyfriend's going to cheat on me, listen, if he wants to cheat on you, he's going to fucking cheat on mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And he's going to find a fucking way to do it if he wants to do it. And if he does it, that sucks. And that's 
all about him that has nothing to do with you, all about him and all about like maybe, okay, maybe he's reacting to something in, uh, in your relationship. Still not your fault. Like he still, those are his actions. And if he really wants to do it, and if he really wants to fall in love with his female best friend, he's going to do it and yeah. it's going to happen. And to me, I'm like, it's not my business. Like you enter a relationship, you're entering with trust. Yeah. You know, I think there's a resurgence of like, I, I like holding men accountable for their, you know, terrible dating habits and terrible, like and the misogyny that informs a lot of their dating. But at the same time, I'm like, we should give, we should give people more credit. You're entering into a relationship with trust. Yeah. That's like, that's the basis of any relationship. You don't yeah. have trust. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Have, that being said, people do be messy. People mm -hmm. do. Oh, yeah. Mess. Some friend groups, messy. Oh yeah. Messy. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. I'm sure like a lot of all like these experiences and like prejudices that people that women have against like men having girl best friends is based on reality in a lot of cases of like, for sure it is but yeah. yeah but I think it's just like a maturity thing I think like you and I are an example of that like yeah. like like we like I, I hooked up with someone you ended up dating that person like yeah. and it and then was you guys were still like best friends and the we were, whole time we dated yeah, but and, then we were best friends but we so were I best friends like, and I think that's the key too is like I for me if I have a guy friend and he has a girlfriend my as just like I would do with my best friend trying to get to know her boyfriend, I want to get to know that girl. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like we probably have a lot in common because yeah. like you like him romantically and I like him yeah. as a friend. I like, we both like being around this guy. Yeah, so like, yeah. why are we, like, why is this a competition? Yeah. I also think it's so important, like in a relationship to listen to your gut and like your, yeah. what your beliefs are and not get influenced by like the internet, social media, or like other people around you. Cause I remember when I was dating that person and you were like, you were best friends with them and you guys would hang out a lot without me, but we would like vice versa. I'd hang out with you. I'd hang out with him. Like yeah. we were just like all friends. And I never saw, I was never like jealous or weird about it at all because I'm like you're literally you are my friend first you know and like yeah and also totally. like you're a good person he's a good person it's gonna be fine but I remember my sister like love my sister love you Dana this is not against you you didn't mean it but it's like at the time she had like a prejudice where she was like oh that's weird and she would always be like she'd make comments and be like isn't it weird that they're hanging out without you and I was always like no and right. like I don't want to let that influence like yeah, because but she's it your was sister, perfect. and she's gonna yeah. be obviously she's she gonna like, be suspicious, and she's yeah. gonna want to be protective. Because to course. her, like obviously, she had had maybe a bad experience with that, and she was kind of like, "That's kind of weird. Watch out." And I was like, "No, no, it's all good." And in the end, it was all good. Like, yeah. So yeah, you just need yeah, to trust yourself. Even if yourself, it would have been bad, like there's nothing you could have done to prevent. Yeah, like, even living if, your life like, in fear of disappointment is like, yeah. like how many girlfriends I'll hear. I, I won't let him go to Vegas. I'm like, have you been to Montreal? <laughs> like, like he doesn't need to go to Vegas, like to, for, for anything, you yeah. know, yeah. like, it's like, it, it, it's like either you look at the situation you're in, you're like, no, this makes me comfortable. And then something happens. Then you're like, let me address that. This doesn't make me comfortable. See what happens yeah. about it. But like, if you're like putting up walls and trying to protect your relationship at all yeah. costs, like Ugh. there's nothing you can do yeah. that's, that's gonna make it good or bad. I literally like I like hate those like relationships that are more in like our parents generation where I feel like it's always like the husband is the child and the wife is his mom. Ugh, like yeah. that's like the dynamic is always like she won't let me do this. You're 56, John. Like get it yeah. together. Get like, it together. Just, like, like grow a fucking pair. Grow I up. I never want to be in a relationship where I'm like nagging my partner or he's like never. treating me like I'm giving him permission to do things. Like we're grown ass adults. Like we're in this together. Like let's yeah. be friends. Like same thing. Like like you should be friends first, partners. Yes. Like 
you know, totally. like, because totally. or else it's just a weird ass and dynamic. Then, and then figure out your boundaries and figure out what you're comfortable with. And, yeah. and your boundaries, we learn those through Jonah Hill. We learn this through 2023 Jonah Hill <laughs> is that boundaries are not about controlling other people. However, if there's something like you said, like you've had, uh, you mentioned that there was like a girl that maybe made you uncomfortable. At that point, you have a conversation mm-hmm. with your boyfriend about it. And together you find something like a compromise that makes everyone feel like yeah. comfortable. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. But I love like what you just said about being the the wife or being like, it, it's crazy how like I'll, I'll be around a guy. We start dating. He treats me like, oh, this is a girl I admire. She's fucking dope. Let me introduce her to everybody. And then we become a relationship and it's like, put it in a cage. You know, yeah. she's my side passenger. Feels like a demotion and, sometimes. And I, and I look at my girlfriends who like have had kids and everything. And like in the beginning, they like, they used to be like, oh, she's the girl we love to have at the party. And now it's like, she's the mom. And, and I think like listening, I was listening to Shay Michelle, I think on call her daddy. And she was like, I don't allow my partner to call me his girlfriend, his wife. His, and it's funny because as a woman, yeah. we're almost raised that that's the ultimate goal. That's the identity. Like I was listening to this want. documentary Twin, Twin Flames this week where yeah. it's like women are so desperate for love. And it's not because they're desperate. It's like they're ingrained in their brain that there's nothing that they'll do that's as valuable as, as finding a, a partner. So then you put yourself in a position where it's like, wait, actually, maybe I am like a Shay Michelle that like, I maybe don't like there's a reason why I'm single. It's because I have a resistance to that role that I would have to play into Mm -hmm. becoming the side passenger that I've protected at all times. And I I don't get to be myself anymore. And like my worst fear is to be the girl that the guy's like, finally, I'm with the boys. I can be myself. Like that's That's literally why, like I always say in my set that I have commitment issues and I feel like, like people think that it's because I'm like, I just want to fuck around and it's yeah. literally like, I mean, sure, but it's not mm-hmm. even that. Like it, it actually really isn't that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I like never do that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, sure. I'm was... actually just scared of boys, but no, it's, it's really that it, for the longest time I was like, I don't want to like be, I don't want my life to be dictated by a dude. Like, I don't want to like have my life decisions be dictated by a relationship. I don't want my future to be dictated by a relationship. I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do. I want to have this career. I want to have these goals, these ambitions. And if I date someone great, but I'm fine without it. So I never got into serious relationships because to me, they were accessories. Like and a relationship was like a thing that made my life better as I was moving on this trajectory and it was great. And then if it made my life worse, boom, you're done. And now, now I'm in love. So it's different, but yeah, now you're in love. Now I'm fucked. But, (laughs) but I, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm still always, I have it in the back of my mind. I'm like, even when I'm smitten, it's so hard to just be like, no, you're, you still have your goals. You still have your, no, but and you can have it's both, hard. but it's yeah, like reminding have, yourself yeah. that you're whole. But I think what you said also earlier about the women constantly being the nag, like I remember mm-hmm. a little while back, there was uh, people complaining about the Judd Apatow movies, which I, I love Judd Apatow so much. Yeah. I love his movies. I find it so relatable, but he's from a men's perspective. So it's like Leslie Mann always plays yeah. the woman who's like, are you going to get your shit together? Like, how, yeah. like Lin, we talked about recently about the whole summer house, Carl and Lindsay, just like basically just starting to ask the man, like, wait, so how are we going to make a living? You know, like, like, and I think when it comes to those gender roles, it goes both ways. We're like, like, okay, we the guy decides I want my wife to be at home. Okay. Well, are you going to make 500,000? Because it's really hard like mm-hmm. to, to make ends meet. So then the woman kind of becomes that role of the constant nag who needs to keep this house together and that's like my mm-hmm. that's something I never ever want to feel like in that. a lot of dynamics too like sometimes I um 
I am very intentional about like not taking on even like, even like in, in work settings, like not taking on too much. Like sometimes people will be like, Oh, like we need to do this. And I'm like, okay, are you asking me to do it? Or do you need me? Like, yeah. am I going to show you how to do it? Like, like I'm I had not a, good at I had that. a friend. Who I used, like to do everything. <laughs> I had a friend who used to text me like, how, like how long one time, how long do I cook chicken for? And I was like, that was Mike. Yeah, that was Mike. And I was like, I literally answered back. I wrote, how long should I cook chicken for is the string of words you should put into Google to answer that question. Why do you think I have time to answer that? What the fuck? And there is like, but it's because women are, we're socialized to be more responsible. Mm -hmm. We're socialized to make things better. We're socialized to come in at the last minute and fix things. We're socialized to take on a lot, to be able to multitask. We are it not even so we're expected to. And, and it, and so when it's happening and it's going not well and we're like, fuck, like I could just fix this in yes. two fucking minutes. Mm. Let me just fix it. But now sometimes <laughs> I let, I'm like, you know what? No, you wreck, wreck it. Let, I need you to wreck it. So you learn your lesson and cause mm-hmm. you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can like you it doing it is doing it. Yeah. It's like that's it. The, the first thing to doing anything is just fucking doing it. Yeah. And I have friends who live with, who have moved in with like boys for the first time or men for the first time. And they get frustrated. They're like, well, like I asked him to do this and then he did it. And then I redid it. Mm. And I'm like, well, you, but you redid it. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you, there also has to be a curve where you yeah. let that person figure it out. And yeah. as much as maybe it's not your standard, you've been doing it for much longer for whatever reason, because I guess, cause we've been socialized to be like neat or clean or whatever, mm-hmm. but they might not be. And the only way they're going to get better is if they practice. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and I, and I know that, you know, varies based on people's perception of control. And I know there's yeah, like different yeah. neuroses and stuff, but yeah. for me, I try to like, especially in my relationships with like men in business and even my like relationships, I'm always just like, if they ask me for something, I'm like, is it something you could solve first? Mm-hmm. Because you should try to solve it yourself. Call your girlfriend bestie. Tell her to come show you how to clean the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Even, no, but even with my guy friends, I'm very yeah. like intentional about being like, I'm not your mom. I'm nobody's. I can't even fucking make my own bed. Why am I gonna <laughs> yeah. make it? Why am I gonna well, fucking that's take why, care like, of yours? That's what I'm trying to lean into now. Is I feel like when I I used to be so like independent, self sufficient that I was like, I can do everything myself. So I'll I'll just do it myself, or I'll show you how to do it the way I like it. But now I'm trying to lean into like being like more compromises more like show me how you do it you just do it like I feel like a relationship is also a partnership and I this is the first time I've ever felt this where like it actually feels like the both of us are going to help each other and so like if I'm like fucking busy and I don't want to do this thing and I, I I clean better maybe but you know he cleans fine he's you know it's gonna be fine I'm not gonna die you know so it's like little things of like of like just letting your partner do it and then just just being okay and like yeah. just moving on and then just taking release of power a little bit and like yeah. letting them like yeah show and you sometimes things. I'm like go ask your guy friend to teach you because mm-hmm. also like it's not on women to teach you how to do things YouTube exists just go look it up you can do it like you can type it in there's you can do it you can figure it out yeah. I believe in you sometimes they just need a good I believe in you yeah <laughs> you can do it you yeah. can do it it feels so much better when you do it and you get it right on your own you know what I mean? Like, and then, and, and I just like, I just, there's like men in my life that I look at and I'm like, they did that shit. And like, mm-hmm. nobody necessarily like helped them do it. They yeah. did it. They, mm-hmm. it, you got, you're capable. Like they're, say, you're very capable. Dating a guy who has lived alone 
yeah. was like done yes. things versus a guy who like lives that. with their mom their whole life or like always had roommates like yeah. a guy who's lived i will say most of my guy friends that i can think of on top of my head who have lived alone for a while ex- they're actually extremely clean and yeah. like take care of their plants if anything like, it stresses me out when they come over because i'm afraid they're gonna think i'm not as yeah. on point as they are oh, yeah totally but it definitely makes a really really big yeah. difference because Dating, they've like, had to yeah create that autonomy for themselves you know mm-hmm. yeah and the same thing for a woman the same 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 thing if you leave from your parents house and you're used to your dad or yeah. mom doing everything for you like that's not good no i think everyone should just not know how to do like a lot of specific <laughs> yeah. things everyone should be able to live alone like, yeah. everybody should be able to live alone yeah. like, it it's shouldn't... so true like dating a guy that's been living alone for like years and even like especially living alone single is like so awesome because they like have their own rhythm they get their own shit done also dating guys that do like manual labor as their job nice that very is a nice a chef that's a flex a builder you yeah. know not like a fucking tech guy what is yeah. he gonna it's crazy <laughs> he how the tables my bed. have turned eh? like all of a sudden now we want construction workers now like, we can want, you build yeah. now we're like back to, I don't need your coding yeah. now we're back to traditional like, sexism makes me we're dinner. like i'm like oh my god he's the what he's the he's yeah. in the kitchen i'm chilling yeah, <laughs> yeah. want a man who can build me a it's well amazing <laughs> yeah no it, it's so true it it's so interesting gender roles are like if have evolved so much and yet there is still like a, a, a pushback as well too like I, we were talking about this yesterday I saw this girl and she was like she was similar to what you said about the comments being like girlfriend 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 her whole thing I forget her name she's but it went so viral it had like five million views and she was like don't go to college she looked like at the camera she's like if you're a girl don't go to college take that money take that 30k go get a boob job like nobody what no man likes a woke bitch literally she was like no man likes a woke bitch nobody <laughs> likes a woke bitch go spend that money make yourself look better go get married go move into the suburbs you will be happy housewife then, shit housewife, housewife <laughs> shit so i'm just like in my head, I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. Like, this is some, like, okay, cool. Like, let me check out the comments. Like, for sure, they're coming for all the comments. Girl speaks the truth. Never heard so much truth in my life. She's not wrong, though. Like, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, so we're, like, Gen Zs are, are they, they're, they're, it's, they're so interesting. No, but I don't know if it's just Gen Z. That's, that's a scary thing because it's an yeah. algorithm thing. Yeah. So it's like, whatever you want the truth to be. If you start watching that, then it becomes what the truth is around you. Yeah, like it's don't your perception. You, yeah, yeah, you start it looking. Like everything. just this conversation we're having to us that seems like such common sense. Some people would listen to this and they go, "Like what like, the heck are you talking about?" Bitches. Yeah. Yeah. These fucking like, woke assholes. Like, we're not gonna like all the comments. I can't believe like, I had to listen to those bitches for four hours. <laughs> these fucking bitches. These feminist yeah. fucks. Yeah, and. But yeah, it's but it but it is like it's still like it, there is that presence, and I find Gen Z has done this thing where like they don't really care what men think about them, but at the same time they're like tr- there's a trend of being like radically radically accepting that mm-hmm. like men can like get you places financially and you can use them to your advantage to like get that bag and like yeah but that's what it's it's not all it's not the case i've not been very good <laughs> well, I well feel you're like not a gen thing, z you're a millennial I, so I you're given the bag i yeah. don't have a bag i have a coin sack dude i keep fucking uh. i'm the girl who pays for everything and then all my friends are like why did you pay for that and i'm like i don't know equality this is what i learned recently about that and like you know hopefully my dad doesn't listen to this but 
if you grew up where when someone gave you something, it was held over you, you then grow up to feel like you never want to owe anyone anything. You want to be the one that pays. You want to be the one that owes that never, like, I don't want to owe anyone anything because I'm afraid of some, if someone buys me, even, even like a boyfriend, like if a partner of mine, like pays for dinner, I'm like, oh, fuck, like, now they're, they're going to think I'm a burden. You. They're going to be, like, this financial burden on my ass. And yeah. it, it's not. Like, they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, but they like I to grew do up it. thinking if someone gives you a load of money, they love you. But also, hey, in 10 years, they're going to bring it right back. Yeah. They're going to tell you, hey, remember when I did that? Well, yeah. now yeah. you better be thankful. Like, remember that chicken parm from two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, pay for that shit. Remember when I cleaned the house one time six months ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you forget so it. So it's like, that's, like, it fucks you up. Yeah. And it makes you scared to, like, ever really, like, let yourself be, like, pampered. Because you're like, it's, I'm going to owe them so much. But I think it's, like, baby steps towards understanding, oh, this happened to me and this is how I feel. Like, I need, mm -hmm. like, I'm so happy I've created this safety for myself that I don't know, I don't need anybody mm -hmm. to be yes. safe, like, in, in my day-to-day. -day. I'm That's doing great. I don't need to, you know. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I feel like I was, like you were saying, where I would lack, it, it ended up me asking for from so little from others. And actually now I'm in a place where I want people, especially in dating, to want to be intentional Mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. showing me that they care and and actually and it's like a little move like it's like your trigger you want to bring up your wallet and you just hold it you know and it's mm -hmm. it's slowly you're like no actually I like to be treated I'm ne yeah. and, and I'm so far left that I'm never going to put myself in a position I'm putting myself in danger I actually like am triggered by extremely rich men ex especially when I can sense that um like I can do anything for you kind of energy that, that they think there's like, a trend. There is a transactional. You know? exactly. it, it is transactional. A, there's the energy there, there that as you, much as you, you get... completely feel. Yeah. It's, it's kind of finding the balance between, no, I, I want to be taken care of, not financially, but like in general, in I know like, yeah. I sure I'm independent, whatever. Cause I've had to be strong, but I, I am sensitive. I want to be all these different parts of myself mm -hmm. and in dating, it's like, It'll be like the littlest things like I'm going to try it this time. Like or, you know, like I was telling Eva what really changed in my life and my dating is like we're talking about like getting a heart emoji and I would like reply to everybody or whatever. Now, like I don't even open the message like delete. Yeah. Until and as soon as I started doing that, guys would start sending me voice memos to describe how much they loved my picture because I was like, you didn't send like they're like, you don't respond. Respond to what? A heart? What do you want me to respond? Like, what do you want me to respond? And then, then, like, then I like it's it. like became more and more intentional. So it's like interesting because I'm from that school of, of thought of like my mom was really like you figure you have to protect your ass and like you fit like you yeah. don't need nobody. And of course I have yeah, friends who are like working in the service industry who are super generous and I want to give that back and like whatever. But now I'm at a point that I want to find that balance of like. Yeah, I wanted to. I don't also don't want to be the one who's going to pay for my boyfriend all the time and be like mm -hmm. I hold the house come live here, you no, know? Oh, yeah. 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 There is something. I mean, I love, like, I think it's a power move to pay for, yeah. to pay for a date. So I, I like, like it. Oh, like, oh, I don't like, I, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> you to don't pay for him? Yeah. I don't like it anymore. I no, pay like, for yourself. No, like a treat, like treating <laughs> someone. <laughs> oh, no. Like treating, like treating, like I don't mind, I don't mind paying, but there is this like n new, like kind of school of thought that's like, um, that's like, no, like you, like don't, you can't, like they need, they have to pay. Um, and I just think, and I think men or women, I think if you're relying on someone financially, like complete financially, I'm not saying like two household income, I'm not saying two people coming together. Like I'm saying like this trend of like, let me get the bag, let me marry rich. Mm -hmm. Like it's a trend, like it's money was created 
for transact like for transactional purposes. It is the use of it. It is how we understand it. It is the context of money. So for me, I'm like, even you know, you said you're scared of these rich guys. There is an element of control because they're like, yeah, I'm going to take care of you financially, but then. Are they also taking care of you emotionally? Yeah, are they also taking know. care of you in other ways? Like, yeah. are, and and a lot of the time, the deal is, I pay for everything so I can do what I want, mm-hmm. or I pay for everything so I you get to live in a ca- like you live in a castle. Yeah, I don't, and I yeah. do what I want, and so I just true. think that as much even the most well intentioned like rich guy who's like. I really just like, I, it makes me happy to like give you things. And like, my dad is the most generous guy in the world. And it is one of the most amazing qualities about him. And it's something that I get from him. He's so generous with everyone, like his friends, whatever, always has been his time, everything. Even the most well-intentioned men who are like, this is how I want to show my generosity is purely only in financial, like only like Mm -hmm. money. Like to me, I'm like, there is it's a, it's still a transaction. And at the, mm. even if they go into it thinking like, I'm not going to have any expectations. You don't have to do anything. You can just do whatever you want. Then suddenly I've had friends where they come home and they're like, well, why isn't the house clean? Mm. Why isn't stuff done? You know, like there's still like kind of an expectation, like money does come yeah. with an expectation. Yeah. And I mean, maybe there is, if there's a unicorn out there who's like, I'm just going to pay for everything and it's going to be great and you can do whatever you want and like i truly believe that if that exists out there 514 <laughs> <laughs> but i i just don't know that it does yeah i just that's why i don't think about money in relationships almost at all like obviously it's nice to be treated i like to treat too i like to pay and mm-hmm. if they pay great i just don't think that's a factor for me at all i think there's like different ways to show me that you love me and to show me that you care about me that are way bigger than that. Absolutely. Like show, like showing up, like putting effort into dates, like showing up, like, get, like talking to me compliments, <laughs> like literally like all these things like that are so much Saying more important to me than like you paying the bill. Like yeah, you paying yeah. the bill is passive as fuck. Like, you know, yes. it's nice. Thank you. But I can support myself. Show me that you care about me. Yeah. And I'll love you. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. You, what do you think? Thoughts? It's too soon. Okay, that's too fair. soon for me, guys. That's fair. I'm not ready to talk about it. That's fair. Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. But you don't have to talk about it. I'll lose my mind. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I I'm always like curious by this other school of thought because I guess it is coming up on my algorithm a lot, and I've seen it a lot. And there, it's it's still being branded as feminist though, in a weird way. Is it those like housewife? Oh yeah, moms that's what I was on TikTok. Say, yeah, that are like, it's not that. It's like you know. um Sparkle, sparkle, sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. It's like the sprinkle, sprinkle movement of think. It's like this. Treat myself. What is it? It's kind of like it's like it's like make your own money. It's like my money is my money, but his money is my money. Like my man pays for me, but I also make my own money and I keep all my money and he pays for me. It's kind of like what I was saying, like the Gen Z, like like use men for financial security. Hmm. I would still love make to your use own money. I don't know. I think it's like, interested. but I just think it's I don't know. transactional. Yeah, I think I'm. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too anti sprinkle sprinkle. But I. I think. Okay, I have, to, I have two, two, woke. two little points. Swoke. Point number mm. one is that I do think a nice thing that's happening is that women have the choice now. We're allowed to choose yeah. if we want to be a housewife or Woo. choose if we want to be a boss bitch. We can choose to be Both are traditional and we can choose to be woke. It doesn't matter as long as we have the choice, we have the power. Yeah. But I feel like there is like a, a scary movement with with the Gen Zs where it's like, I don't think hating men is ever going to be useful. No. And I think 
we need to understand that like it's my whole brand they, obviously, it's a hobby like, obviously but it's a really fun <laughs> hobby okay, honestly, honestly it's so fun you can reprimand and you can like you can like you know you can fucking scold them for shit and for history and for past but I think like for this to be useful and like to work like women need to like if you're with someone, they need to be your fucking partner. Like you yeah. need to yes. trust them and like yeah. love them and not use them. And like, that's such a shit dynamic to vice be versa. like, and I'm using versa. this bitch for his money. Cause historically, like, of course there's so much trauma that we have, like just as women, but like, mm-hmm. that's not a relationship. Yeah. I, yeah. You go. No, no, you go. You haven't said anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been so triggered the entire time. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like feelings. I need to relax. Um, well, maybe because I'm coming out of a situation where I really was like the the one pulling the sled yeah. most of the time. So mm-hmm. I'm like a little bitter when it comes to these things. That's and fair. That's like right now I'm kind of scared of my perception because it's very from very fresh of my experience. Yeah. And like I don't know if I'm going to feel this way when it's posted. But mm-hmm. I think that um, especially a lot in my life, like I remember as a kid, like my parents were very, like you said, like financially supportive but emotionally, like it, it wasn't really always there. And so I would feel bad like you when anyone would spend money on me because I had this like poor you mentality. And from young, like I always was like, well, if, uh, if I'm, if I'm going to, if a guy's going to treat me like a queen, queen, I need to treat him like a king, like right all the time. Like he deserves the world just as much as I do. And I'm going to be perfect and I'm going to do everything I can to make it work. Ew. (laughs) But I think that, like, in that sense, equality really is important because you don't want anyone taking the financial load, even if they don't have that much money, you know? Yeah. It's a big, it's a, it's a lot, it's a stressful position. I will say that it's a stress, it's a, it is a stress. Um, So I I wouldn't say like, I think men suffered in the past too. I'm not saying that they didn't, you know, like with that stress, like that is a stress for sure. But it's like, I I took it it and I ran with it though. Like, and I would do, I would do anything and I would never get anything in return. And then, or it would feel that way I'll, I'll say. And then you just get so like resentful. So I agree with the fact that like, yes, I could pay for everything. I can do this and I can take care of myself, but when you're in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. and you're living with someone, that doesn't stand anymore. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, the rule book does I've lived change. with yeah. many men. I've had many relationships. Mm-hmm. To me, at this point, that shit doesn't matter. And I think what's really important looking back now is maybe they don't have a lot of money. Maybe they're not super, super rich. But you know what? You do need to find someone with drive. Yeah. Well, at that least was, yeah. drive. Totally. And that you know? was my kind of like next point was like, it's, 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 I also think the way you grew up informs how you view like security as well. Like I think in the last podcast we were talking about this, but like if you grew up really, really, really dirt poor and your only way out is to marry rich, I mean, that's a reality that I cannot comment on. Maybe that's the way that you, that's the way that you, you take that on. And like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I did at all. However, I just don't think it should be the number one indicator because no. it just, because if you are attracted to ambition, then you might just be attracted to a guy who is ambitious and good at what he does. And then the money kind of follows, mm-hmm. you know, I would much rather be attracted to someone who has drive 
then, I mean, I date comedians, so like really, I think they're the brokest in the world. Like, like, yeah. Bro, like, so, but, but a comedian is a perfect example of someone that like has so much ambition. Is that ambition is so attractive to me, and they're, po- but they're poor, you know? Yeah. But if I wanted like a, a tech CEO and he, or whatever software engineer, I do like software engineers also, mm-hmm. software engineers, like if, if I'm, if I'm attracted to the ambition and it comes with money. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's a it, could, it, it, it could work. It could work either way. I just think money shouldn't be the first thing or mm-hmm. the main thing. Yeah. 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 But it's a, uh, Sorry, guys. You're doing it. No, You're doing it. It's fine. No. Everybody cries. It didn't happen. I closed my eyes. I didn't see it. Yeah. No, but it, it's just one of those things where it's like, because it's like, it personally touches me when it comes to money. Like now I'm at a point in my life where like, no, I, I want to, I want to date someone who's taking care of themselves yeah. and is at a yeah. point in yeah. their life where they can support themselves. So I don't have to worry like how we're going to make hydro, how we're going to make rent, how we're going to be okay. Because in that sense of like the sprinkle, sprinkle, when you're stuck in your masculine for that long, you start neglecting your ways, yourself in ways that you, you, you didn't even think was possible. Mm -hmm. And, and I never knew about the whole masculine feminine dynamic. I don't think I know a lot about it either too. it's, It's essentially, it's essentially the theory or I don't know what to call it where, you know, women get very rigid in relationships or resentful or all of these things because they've been put into their masculine. So our cortisol levels raise and our hormone levels raise and we're out of whack completely when we're not with the right person. Because Mm -hmm. the theory is, is that the right person is going to allow you to be softer, is going to allow you to not have to stress and not have to worry about everything because you, you know, they have this quality about them that makes you feel like it's going to be okay. And then yeah. they act on it. And I always feel like I had that quality in my relationships, mm-hmm. but I never really felt like I, I got it back. Yeah. And I don't know if that's from like your own childhood trauma of, of your, like I always had my mom. I don't know about you guys, but my mom used to always be like, do you want to see the grocery bill? Do you want to see how much this costs? Yeah, us? my dad would do that. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know what we spend? Do you really want to know how much money we I'm have? I'm like, you I'm made like, me, bitch. The fuck? I'm like, I didn't ask <laughs> like, to be here. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm go in my room. Yeah. Y'all fucked. No, but and I'm think, here. Because you're just saying, like, I think it's something about when you you leave a relationship, there's some introspection there. And then sometimes we're just really hard on ourselves because we're like, how did I allow this to get the, to, yeah. to this place? And do I not love myself in a way that I'm deserving? Because that's the the place of like of someone taking care of me or someone offering me. Sometimes you're just like, wait, can I just take take a good look at what holds behind this idea that I need to take care of myself, you know? Yeah. And, and then explore, okay, I think I need to take care of myself because of this, 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 this. But then also there's some bad things in there that I need to work on to explore that I am deserving of a nice dinner without any expectations of whoever quality time with me is a fucking gold totally. mine. Like, yeah. you know, like it's it's like all these little things that you start seeing or like my friends value it in me and this and that. So it's mm-hmm. like the money is just such an seems like a simple one, but because it's more obvious. But then it, it also reflects in I'm worthy of someone leaving their job to come and help me when I'm having an issue or I'm okay, worthy yeah. of like yeah, yeah. this. And that. so it kind of it, like that whole picture of you feeling like 
everything I would do for this person, I would hope they would do the same for me. And why did I pick someone who doesn't? Is it because I don't see myself as deserving of of that kind Usually. of love. So that that's it could be because they did at first and then they drop off. Also, like that happens. That's also a lot. yeah, that's so, plateaus too. I think like that's my motto now is like the soft girl shit and like the like I've been in relationships that made my life more stressful mm-hmm. and that's the worst. And I just have no tolerance for that anymore. Yeah, and I'm like the worst. I, I a relationship should make your life easier. You're going from one person to two. You're going from this task can like Yeah, you're split. having like, you you're can, having yeah, your, your you stress. double like, your emotional you labor. Not double yeah. your emotional labor. So it should be like I would love the idea of being with someone that takes stress off of you and makes you softer. Like that's so nice. I have one of my girlfriend mentors nice. and she has this line and it's like I'll only have you if you're sweeter than my solitude. Mm. And yes. and I think that's like I I've learned to love being alone. Oh, like I, love I absolutely alone. love being alone. Oh I take God. such good care of myself. Like I didn't grow up in a calm house. Yeah. Like it's like I've had to teach myself how to create a safe space and this and that. Now I've created it. But then it's funny because sometimes like I'll meet a partner and like I have a checklist. They'll they'll be like checking all the everything. They're 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 you know, they're like they're meditating, they're doing this, they take yeah. care of themselves. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're working on becoming this person, but they're not there yet. And then I'll want to break up and then they'll be like, Well, you don't give me a chance or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not saying you're bad. I'm you're saying bad, I, no. I've figured out where I'm at right now and what I'm looking for. And we're not it right now. Like, just like, yeah. I'm someone like, I don't, I don't drink alcohol. So sometimes I'll go on a date with a guy and I can tell he's really interested in me, but I can sense he loves to party yeah. in a way that like, he won't show up the next day because he's hung over. Yep. And I'm like, I've been there. It's yeah. fun. There's nothing no, wrong with no that. No wrong, nothing wrong. Live your era. But it's absolutely not what I'm looking for. And I'm not trying to adapt myself to every guy I kind of have a crush on. Yeah. Nice. Like, I'm, I'm just. learn that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just straight up like. Oh, okay. I had a, I got to meet this person. This is cool. But I'm let me go back to what I'm looking for and what I think I'm deserving of at this point. That's what I'm. But nice. to your point, it does happen. And I say it's like I'm single, but also I'm super okay with it. Yeah. Because every single person I've so dated nice. since has been like so much of an up level from the partner that I had before. You nice. Know? Okay. Wait, what's on your list? What's like top three? Yeah, we'll, we'll end with that because we got to oh wrap God. up. Okay. But this was such a like good. Whew. Damn, this was a good one. <laughs> oh my god! Or just like two things or three things yeah, on your yeah. list. Um, you said meditation and start it like so you could do it so you can clip it. Start with like my okay, my top three things. Oh my god! But now you're putting so much pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so my top three things is like a good communicator. Yep. Um, a good communicator. Okay. Um, someone who's good at being alone and like mm-hmm. independent, etc. And then uh, someone who's like looking out to make sure that you're you're happy, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like intentional about making you happy. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's really good. Yeah, love that. Love that. You guys, this was a really good episode. It was <laughs> yeah. so good. It was so good. Thank you to everyone listening. Um, we are woke bitches, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, um, but we. At, at the end of the day, I. If you're a woman, I love whatever you do. I back it most of the like as long as you're not hurting another woman. I back it. Um, I will support you. Um, come back next week for more of this. Thank you so Bye much, you everyone. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.